were completely gone. And uh, thankfully, we already had them because <laughs> we bought them in advance. Missoula, Montana, the epicenter of the goddamn coronavirus. Apparently. We should just do a whole episode because that would be original and unique if we just did a whole <laughs> just episode. Just talked about the coronavirus. And just talked about the coronavirus. Just added to the panic. Yeah, it's fucking crazy out there, though, like, the way people are acting. Like, both times I went to the store, like... When I walked by a worker, I was like, I'm sorry. I know this must suck for you. <laughs> I got yelled at because <laughs> I was buying beer and then, like, nobody came while I was doing it. And uh, so I hit the pay now button because I know it turns my little flashy thingy, on, mm-hmm. you know, to red instead of yellow. Mm-hmm. And the lady came over and she goes, I have to check your ID before you can pay. And I was like, I, I know. That's why I hit the pay now button because I was <laughs> ready to, to pay you along. and you weren't here. That's funny, because I've done that before, too, and nobody's ever griped at me about it. She was pissed. So if you're working at Walmart out there, uh, I feel for you. That that sounds god-awful. That sounds fucking terrible. But what are you going to do? Welcome to the Nightmare Box, <laughs> presenting Mistakes Were Made, where we try to guide you away from your little 9-to-5 jobs and our own little journey to get away from our 9-to-5 jobs. And frankly, if you're out there and you're a writer and you, you know, take this opportunity. You're in isolation. Self-quarantine. You're fucked. And You're self-quarantined. Go. Yeah. Become a writer. <laughs> we don't get coronavirus. We don't talk to anybody. Uh, I guess that's the plus side to being a current, very, very, very independent film company. I yeah. only talk to you when we're making movies. <laughs> so. There are two I people am... working on the entire process. <laughs> I am not personally being affected. Yeah. So um, if the nightmare box gets taken out by coronavirus, it'll literally be over one sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> one, one sneeze takes out our entire production. <laughs> I do know some people, though, that are having a hard time finding work right now because a lot of companies are shutting down production yeah. for now. They're so. trying to come up with a way to pay hourly workers here in the States. And... Yeah. Which it's... I will admit, that part is a little scary. Like, yeah. of all of this, like, the being forced to quarantine and not having an income coming in mm-hmm. is the only thing that has me... Like, ugh, because it's like, I can't afford to lose a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to miss an hour of work at this point. I'm a starving artist. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no. I had to I... take a sick day on Saturday, and I'm already worrying about how my check's going to look because of that. <laughs> yeah, my check this go around was hit twice because I don't get paid bi-weekly. I get paid yeah. on designated days, and February was a shorter month, and I also had a sick day. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> Being a starving artist is not fun. No, it's not. That's why we're here. We're going to get out of that shit. We're going to disappear from the world of the 9 to 5 eventually. <laughs> yeah, if you're here and you're looking for advice and you think we figured it out, we haven't. We are no. mistakes were made. And we are the only mistakes were made. Don't go listen into that other gaggle of fuckheads try to steal the title of <laughs> yeah, my podcast. Yeah, what's up with that? That's the second time that's happened in the past year. Yeah, you guys want beef? Be original. Yeah, you want beef? You want problems? We will give you beef and problems. <laughs> <laughs> but we are uh gaining some traction it seems oh yes yeah i got a email i guess two days ago now um uh, i'm not gonna say the company name because i haven't looked into it yet but a company that does film competitions reached out to us i guess one of their staff members saw happy birthday which you guys can go see at youtube.com slash nightmare box productions <laughs> um or Got on it. our website. No, can't do that yet. But. Yeah, yeah, it's on the website. Oh. It's on the nightmarebox.blog. It's under the video section. Um, 
but yeah, like reached out. I guess one of their staff members saw it and they're coming up on their deadline um, for their competition and gave us a discount code if we wanted to submit to their mm-hmm. competition, which immediately when you read something like that, you're kind of like, meh, because yeah. they want you to pay them money. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, oh, but you noticed me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you found me. <laughs> oh, you say other people went on to win even better festivals for the recognition <laughs> of their $40 payment? Sign me up. We might do it. We're going to look into it and see if it's a legit thing. If it's a legit one, we got to pay a small, you know, like $20 entry fee. I'm not against that. Yeah. But I don't like that, which I don't know if that's normal. And you bet I will put like their, you know, that little floral thing that they put on. I'm putting mm-hmm. that shit on there. I don't care if it's like 10 guys jerking off in a basement voting on who had the best horror film of the night. Everybody I, does that, though. Yeah. If they, they win the competition, you always see that stamp on the film mm-hmm. from then on, and I would totally ride that. Yeah. That pony right into the grave. <laughs> Some guy named Jim says, Happy birthday was the greatest film he saw that weekend. <laughs> it's the best film ever that it's just some dude named Jim. That, no, that's a genius idea. We should do that. Start our own film competition and literally just watch it from our living room and be like, Brad and Kristen think this movie rocks. <laughs> this, this got the mistakes were made. <laughs> Seal of approval. Yeah, we just that's what we need to do. We need to come up with like a certificate and then just start mm-hmm. sending it off to all these movies that we roast on Tuesdays. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, you were recognized by mistakes were made. And Not they get in a the good big way. MWM symbol they can put on their, you know, dumb little film. <laughs> mistakes were made did not like your movie. <laughs> it's the opposite of an award. That's the that is the perfect idea. I'm gonna start doing it. Sure a lot of these are from Universal Pictures and I don't know if I just write that on an envelope, Universal Pictures. Nobody's gonna open that. <laughs> They're gonna be like, and that's trash. Yeah. Uh dear Mr. Pictures, your movie sucked balls. You <laughs> know, find a way to con people into sending me money to tell them their movie was okay i mean we'll we'll review your film we're trying to do that with you guys via the homework assignments (laughs) i'm just gonna start doing it with our own movies i'm just gonna stamp mistakes were made (laughs) award best directed whatever brett thinks this movie is awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's like the dundies (laughs) (laughs) the blooms the bloomies the bloomies (laughs) the bloomers like underwear joke. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's bloomers. <laughs> mm, I'm for it. Yeah. The I'm blo- gonna award myself. Yeah. Blooming films. Well, come on. I don't need another name for the production company. It's mistakes were made. No, it's the nightmare box presenting mistakes were made. <laughs> name of the company is not mistakes were made. This is one of the things we produce. <laughs> I did want to call this podcast The Nightmare Box originally, but then I was like, that might get confusing after a while. Yeah, it can't be the name of my novel, the name of the website, the, the name, name of the, the production, production company, company, and the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? I'm trying to find the podcast. What is going on? But I got an act- actor credit since we last talked on here. Would you get an actor credit for, Brett? <sighs> Happy fucking birthday. <laughs> you also got a special effects makeup credit, so that's new. Goddamn right. Uh, you have a lot of credits I think the film's doing pretty good it's not been out for very long it's up to like 150 views we've done absolutely nothing to promote it so thank you to the 150 people who found it and liked it (laughs) yeah that's been and I have no idea I think that's what threw me off the most how that film competition company found it because we have not really been promoting it like we both like posted a post about it the day it came out 
And then I posted some photos and the poster, and that was like all basically the same day. <laughs> and haven't talked about it since. Yeah, we're not great at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm mostly, even if they want my money or it's scammy, mostly just excited somebody found me. <laughs> Goddamn right. They're going to find you again because I handed uh, Kristen our rough edit to, or rough copy today of the homework assignment number three, part two, because the part one did not work. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll get that started this next week. Yeah. It's not due till the end of April. Um, get guys, some interesting shots that she gets to try to pull off. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Um, you guys should definitely... It's on the website, the nightmarebox.blog, the prompt for it. You guys should definitely check that out. It's not too late to get started on it. There's still it's never too late. <laughs> there's still a month and a half. And I don't think it says on the prompt, but you don't necessarily have to do a film. Um, you can just turn in a story that you write. Um Probably not a screenplay if you're going to do just a story. Probably like an actual short story. We're not going to make your film, but if you want to make your film and send it to us, by all means. Yeah, or if you just want to write a short story, um, that'll qualify as well. And we'll put it up on the website. We'll have a whole user-submitted area. Free press. Okay? You're not seeing a lot of eyeballs, but you're seeing eyeballs. And even if you don't want to... On the website, if you want to post it on your own thing or whatever, um, you know, Brett and I do the whole Two Star Tuesday thing where we kind yeah. of discuss work and like give our opinion on, um, you know, where improvements could be made or where things were done exceptionally well. So we won't tear your work apart, but if you just want some advice, we'll, you know, even just give feedback on that. We yeah. can do it on the podcast, kind of talk about your work if you want. Direct people to go see your film. Yeah. You know, it, it's all positives, people. Just play with And you don't need to get the coronavirus <laughs> at any point. Right. I think the cool thing about it, too, though, is um, the prompts are fairly vague. Yeah. So, like... You can have so many vastly different takes on it, so it'd just be nice to see. Like, this one focuses in on luck because, oh, the luck of the Irish, because <laughs> um, we're original. Uh, but it's, you know, good to bad, bad to worse, worse to goddamn awful, whatever you can come up with in any genre, you know? Yeah. So, so it, very it, open-ended. It'd be cool to go around because we didn't get any submissions last time to see kind of somebody else's take on it. So, submit, <laughs> guys, come on. Play the game with us. Because we got the third one coming out, and it only took two weeks and a 13-hour depression nap to pull it out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been feeling kind of weird because I got fired again. I've been fired six times from this job, and it happened again. And I my brain just couldn't handle it anymore. My energy was all fucked up. So uh, last night I got horrendously hammered. And uh, went to bed before nine. He tried to destroy. Slept until like ten thirty. Tried to destroy the apartment before I finally was like, "No, nope, <laughs> you're going to bed." <laughs> I went to go take a leak. I fell against the wall. Turns out again, I fell against the little towel rack thing, and it and bent in like. <laughs> yeah, Hulk smashed it. Tried to dance in the living room when you could barely stand, and almost destroyed the bookshelves and the TV yeah. and the little. Footstool, so uh, <laughs> Brett got quarantined to the bedroom because Brett was trying to destroy the whole place. I was having a good time because I was celebrating some shit we're not allowed to talk about on here that you guys will know about in the near future. 
this I was up. celebrating. I was drinking. I was listening <laughs> to fucking Toby Keith. And tonight we're yeah. doing it again, having lamb Goddamn right. I fucking took a shot of Jameson. And then I was convinced when I woke up this morning that I blacked out. I was like, there's no way I went to bed that early. <laughs> oh, you did. And I definitely, apparently tried to sit down on the couch, missed the couch, landed on the floor where I fell asleep for 20 minutes. So <laughs> my partying days might and, be behind uh, me. Uh, for reference, our photo is the cover for the podcast, but if it's not obvious from the photo, Brett is like a good bit taller than me. Yeah, I'm 6'2". And I'm only 5'7". <laughs> and uh, I spent half an hour trying to somehow drag Brett to bed before he finally like <laughs> crawled to the bedroom. <laughs> so that party, was interesting. Party hardy, okay? I've, I've been feeling sad. I needed a manic push. <laughs> I have bipolar disorder. You know this. And then you cranked out a story. Then I cranked out a story. Yeah. I didn't stay in bed all day fucking puking and shitting blood. I got up. I got to work. (laughs) And I did homework assignment number three, which right now I can't tell you the title of because if I so much as told you the title, it might ruin the entire thing. Um, We're we're not going to go in depth about it because we're working on this one, but which one's your favorite so far of... Happy birthday, this new one, and then the December one we've temporarily canned. <laughs> the, like, as far as which the story, story that I wise, like better? Yeah. Which one do you like um, best? It's tricky, because I'm in love with Happy Birthday, because we just made that one. Um, but story-wise, I think this one. I really liked the December story. Um, I'm, I'm still down to do that one in the upcoming December. <laughs> send that one off to the film festival. Um but no, we I gave myself festival. permission to go weird in a way that I would not normally go weird with this one. Normally it's based on the character themselves kind of falling apart. And this, because I needed an object that was supposed to change the luck, I had to rely on like a third inanimate object, like a, a third source mm-hmm. uh, for the plot. Brett has a, or Brett gave Jackson you a bone if you're hearing that sound in the background. <laughs> that will probably be carrying on the rest yeah, of the episode. He's been chomping on it for about 20 minutes already. It's not he is in love. Jax, can you please take that to the bedroom? Dude? Nope. Because, uh, yeah, you don't normally have that where there's a object that's kind of a deciding factor. Like, do you. Do you feel like that's cheating a bit, or, like, do you, because I... I don't know. I, I like it, because I've not really done a whole lot of that. But, yeah, but I just I had to give myself the permission to go into the uncomfortable place, to go into the weird. As Hunter Thompson was known to say, when the going gets weird, the weird go pro. There are some cool... Which it's kind of awkward to talk about this when you can't really talk about it. There are some <laughs> cool scenes, though, that I think are going to be pretty neat to shoot. So I'm yeah. kind of Well, I try to, to do see. that in all of our homework assignments. I give you, like, one thing where it's like, there's no way we can do that so that you can do it. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got a really complex thing that involves um, typing without actually typing. And we don't know how we're going to do it yet, but it's something that we can pretty easily figure out. You know how uh, we watched that video forever ago about that little, like, really thin micro yeah. lens? I kind of wish we had one of those for this. How much do those cost? Probably a couple hundred dollars, <laughs> I would imagine. Don't have that. We, we, we opened up the show by saying that we are about to be especially no. poor this no, month. No, this is, uh, <laughs> this is the, the point where you have to get creative when you don't have the things you want to exactly. do the things you need. But well, It's part of the idea. It's part of the challenge. Try to make a film on $20. 
Mm-hmm. If you can make a film on $20 and the first time they give you $500,000, you're going to go, holy fuck, I can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> or if I fell miserably, hopefully nobody will notice. Yeah. Because it was a micro-budget movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it bad? I only spent $20. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Right? I only spent $20. <laughs> Win-win either way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that uh, your friend commented on happy birthday. That was like, the production quality was really good. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Test me. Dirt off of the shoulders, as Jason Z once said. I don't know if J stands for Jason. I do feel Jason, like... Dirt off the shoulders. <laughs> I do feel like the... Uh production quality of the dolls was a little bit better just because yeah. we had access to more stuff but yeah like when i go back and watch it i'm like yeah it's not that bad is no it? we had a big fancy camera and all of that stuff for, we had for the dolls multiple cameras yeah. we and a team yeah <laughs> and uh very expensive lights and a, a lot of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. which i own some not to brag or anything i do own some kind of <gasps> what? sorry yeah, I do own some kind of expensive gear myself, so um, it's not like Brett and I are working with nothing here, but it would be nice to have a backup camera sometimes. We had two cameras on the yeah. dolls, and sometimes I'm like, God, why don't I have a second camera? <laughs> the Roxy Theater in town, I read this today because they're shutting down the Roxy until they figure out this coronavirus situation, mm-hmm. because as we opened with, Missoula thinks that it is sitting on top of hell. People are acting it's like It's a tiny moms. mountain town, and like, nobody goes anywhere. They all just kind of stay here, and they're all convinced yes. that you know we're going to die. As far as I know, all of the surrounding states that touch us haven't been infected yet yeah. either. But so. they shut down the Roxy, which is this beautiful old theater that you and I still need to go to. It's got the old marquee out front, and uh, the marquee right now says "Wash your hands," you know. <laughs> but they're shutting down the Roxy for a few weeks. But April first, they're doing the Joker. That's this kind of movie theater. They play films that are already on DVD. So it's not like you're going over there to see new things, which is awesome. And they hold all the film festivals. They're doing the Joker in 35 millimeter. Ooh. So you, I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore tempted to drive down to the Roxy and catch that. Cause like an actual film reel version of like that. It already looks like a seventies movie mm-hmm. would be fucking sick. That would be cool. And it's April 1st, April 1st. Because on the website it says, no, we're not joking. <laughs> we're going to show the Joker. <laughs> Is it only on April 1st? Is I think so. Day? Yeah. We'd have to look, but they're showing the Joker. I guess if it does well, they might, you know, do another night of it, but. Might have to look into that. Didn't mean to derail the conversation. I just, I remembered, I did a lot of research for today's show and found no notes. <laughs> <laughs> today's show is kind of a rambly show. I don't think we're really going anywhere with any of no, this. No, no. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> Writers don't get coronavirus. We already covered that. Uh, Filmmakers are being torn apart by it. <laughs> Except me, because I'm poor and independent. So, <laughs> not phased. Sorry um, for all you guys out of work. We're going to be looking to get a lot more aggressive on social media. That was one of the things I have written down. Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> what, uh, what is the plan? Let, have, let's lay out a plan have, for people have, that are out there looking to promote themselves who want to get their <laughs> advice from two people who are really bad at promoting themselves. Yeah, we've said this a couple of times, though, that we were going to be better about this. If we <laughs> I hate not. social media. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you haven't posted on your writing page in like a good year or more, I think. I, I, I constantly forget that it's there. <laughs> It's like it's I would just do the same thing I do on my regular Facebook page where it's like, <laughs> hey, here's a cool quote from Cormac McCarthy. 
See, my problem is now that we have a production company. The writer's life is not one that requires a lot of photographs. Just imagine me sitting at my computer looking frustrated. And then I don't have to take that picture every day. <laughs> my problem, though, now that we have a production company is, like, I feel spammy if I post it twice. So, like, a lot of the time yeah. that I'm posting stuff on the production company site or like the Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, whatever. It's stuff I would have originally been posting on my own page. So now my own page is kind of drifting away because I'm like, <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense to post it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so. What am I going to do? Put it in 14 places where the same 15 people can look at it? <laughs> God, she's annoying. All she does is brag about herself. I feel like I've hit that point in my life where I am annoying people with it. Well, like, I think that's why Twitter's like the safe space for like where we need to move because people are more encouraging yeah because i don't talk to my friends on twitter mm-hmm. you know i don't think i follow any of my friends on twitter so i could yeah. just use that for a business angle and our twitter is uh at nightmare box pro yeah so I, I think i'm gonna get the login information from you yeah you can totally have that i am terrible about twitter and i'm gonna try to get a lot more aggressive about it that's all I really had to say. That yeah, you actually... That was more of a not-on-the-podcast-necessary conversation. No. In my head, I thought, you know, Kristen's going to have all these great fucking no, social media No, you content. do actually have um, a fairly responsive group on your actual personal Twitter, I've noticed. Like... Yeah. I do follow, I think, one or two people I actually know on Twitter, and they're about the only people that talk to me, and everybody else just tolerates me. <laughs> no, the, the writing community is very responsive. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just hashtag am writing, you know, you're going to hit a whole bunch of people who are sitting behind their laptop, you know, and not writing. Like <laughs> they're going to be like, I need to go find other people who are on Twitter instead of working. <laughs> I feel like it's super hit and miss with the film community, because with writing... Like, you're the one writing your work. You don't need help writing your yeah, work. It's a very solitary and, thing. Yeah, it's your idea. Nobody, You're not stealing somebody else's idea by writing your book or whatever, so you're not, like, affecting other writers. But, like, I don't know. I, like, with the film community, I feel like some people are like, oh, if you're working, you're stealing work I could have had or whatever. And, like, some people are like... Yeah, they get super mad because there's finite amount of writing or uh, work. F- filming yeah. jobs. But everybody can write, like, yeah, literally even, everybody over, like, the third grade. <laughs> like, they teach I... you everything you need to know by the third grade, and then the rest <laughs> of it's just, are you interested in this? <laughs> There's no like barrier the, to entry for the job. <laughs> even, like, the people who are being encouraging in the film industry, instead of, like, just being like, oh, that's awesome, good for you. It's like, oh, that's awesome, good for you. Can you get me a job, too? Yeah. I'm it's like, like, hey, you want to work together? Which always implies, hey, I want to be your boss yeah. in five years. Or, like... Somebody will post something like, yeah, good news coming out. They're like, well, don't forget about me. You know? so it's like, <laughs> we're friends, but we're not really friends. I yeah. feel like with all the other filmmakers. It's like it's a bunch like, of bitchy high school girls. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. But also I'll stab you in the back to get that job from you. <laughs> like, I want to be the person who holds the boom mic. <clears throat> Which is, again, why you should make independent movies. So you should make the next home. And then you can send them to us and you'd be a part of the Nightmare Box production company. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. So we're pretty easy to topple. If you want to to start out as our social media person and then slowly talk me out of my own company. It's doable. You got (laughs) $20,000. I think I slowly talked you out of your company. The Nightmare Box was originally just your website. And I was like, but we could put movies on there too. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking filmmakers are deceptive people. (laughs) They're just all about themselves. It was 
was originally just It's a your... narcissistic plot. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. Eventually, I'm going to get fired from my own company. <laughs> I'm going to be let go. You're like, I don't love you anymore. Quit writing. I hired Greg. Greg is better at this. <laughs> that is kind of funny, though, because it was originally just your short stories. And, I and then all the short I stories didn't... stopped, and now it just became a... a, 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 a I don't have any fucking words. I didn't tell you to take I didn't the... realize that you fucked me out of my own company. I didn't tell you to take I feel the like that dude from There Will Be Blood. Them. You're drinking my milkshake. Shut up. Quit drinking my milkshake. <laughs> I didn't tell you to take the short stories down, though. You did that on your own, and then... Well, I didn't yeah, take them all, just, though. Just kind of become And now films. it's like... No, there's a photo section on my... My writing website. <laughs> oh, there's photos of you on there as well. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. I okay. Slowly took the company away from you. <laughs> this is mine now. <laughs> I only had two tabs. There was home, which was just a picture of a box. <laughs> That's still true. It is still just a picture of a box. I haven't changed that yet. My grandfather's chest, not a box. But... <laughs> It's the epicenter of well, one of the five films that is currently in production hell, which we should maybe we can make it. Is some is one of these re- homework assignments? I just have, have to rewrite everything. Yeah, I'd have to rewrite the script, and we could reshoot it in here. Um, you couldn't have the because there was traffic though from the um, back porch in our old place, and that was part of it. You couldn't have the traffic here. <laughs> it's, it's quieter here. It's super fucking quiet. You have to look for traffic in Missoula. <laughs> Except for when you're on that one abandoned road that you really need to shoot a scene on. And then traffic is always there. And the art gods come to punish you. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't believe you hijacked my website. (laughs) You let me. (laughs) I was looking at your tits. I didn't even see what you were doing behind the scenes. The shorts... Story section is still the first section I left you at the beginning. Yeah, and it's the most untouched. <laughs> We've touched every other part. I haven't written a goddamn thing that's gone on there because I'm too busy working on these homework assignments. <laughs> uh, we haven't even posted the script for Happy Birthday on there yet. No, and I already sent that to you. And you were like, I'm going to go read this article about Trump. <laughs> I was reading about... About... Douchey films that film students oh, talk that's about. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, God bless Tom Hanks, and I hope he doesn't die. Oh. <laughs> it seems like he's doing good. Yeah, I heard he was feeling relatively. He's, he's in isolation in Australia. So, uh, to Tom Hanks, <laughs> this web uh, this website this I I can't I'm frazzled. <laughs> this podcast. I'm frazzled. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> You're just now realizing that? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out when you drink as hard as I did last night and sleep as long as I did, that first beer catches you fast. Mm. Mm. And now you're wearing that beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next note that I have on my piece of paper. <laughs> oh, God. It's all falling apart. It's done. I, I, I've seen past the veil. I've seen the little man on the other side of the curtain. We need to buy stock in chocolate syrup. We do. Which ironically was the only thing not missing from the Walmart due to the coronavirus. <laughs> in this fat fuck country, there was all the chocolate syrup was still there. Mm. Nobody wanted chocolate milk while they were dying of the coronavirus. Yeah, that and... In Tennessee, cool. people bought the shit out of milk. you think you'd get sick of milk during a hurricane season. chocolate milk. <laughs> and want chocolate milk, but no. There's all the chocolate milk. You could have chocolate milk sandwiches when you get the bread. <laughs> That sounds Instead disgusting. They're <laughs> just milk sandwiches. Milk sandwiches? You've never heard that before? No. That's a meme. That's it's, gross. <laughs> well, that's the point. 
Um, there's a heard of syrup sandwiches and crumb allowances. <laughs> Shut up. And some other stuff that Kendrick Lamar said, but. No, there's a meme making fun of like people in the South because they always buy milk and bread. Yeah. Those are two like super perishable items. <laughs> if you buy like, the fuck out of them when you hear a hurricane. Yeah, or like any kind of disaster of any kind. Like it snows and you think you're going to be snowed in. They snows buy, in big quote marks yeah. where you get like a quarter of an inch of snow yeah. and the whole city shuts down. They buy the two most perishable things you could possibly buy though. Milk and bread. Like your bread's going to rot, your milk is going to sour, you're going to have no fucking food. You're going to go right back to fucking your cousin. So there's a meme that's a picture of a... Tornado? Taking out our entire city? No. No, there's a meme that's like a picture of a plate and then there's a loaf of bread on it and then it's just drowned in milk and it's like, oh god, it's about to snow. No, I better go get some milk sandwiches. Yeah. Because that's all people buy. So if you bought chocolate syrup, you could have chocolate milk sandwiches. <laughs> have you heard the whole theory about why people like us are so dumb? Why? We used to eat dirt. Like our aunt, not mine, because <laughs> my family isn't from the South. But I'm not from the South. Most likely your family. <laughs> used to eat dirt. <laughs> there were minerals in the dirt that made us talk like this. Like, super not nailing what I'm trying to say <laughs> no, right you're now. you're not. Your point fell I think it was, like, flat. during, like, the Great Depression or some shit like that. Like, in order to feel full in the South, they would eat dirt. But there was so much, like, zinc or whatever in the fucking dirt that mm. it, it made us all slow. Well, if you know, I graduated at <laughs> the top of my class. But uh, that has nothing to do with the dirt. chocolate syrup and the stock that we need to buy. Why do we need stock and chocolate syrup? Because I put blood in a horror film, everybody. That's my funny point! You gonna live? No. yeah no there's blood in literally every every short film that brett does so so we need stock in it this time i don't have to wear it though so there's that (laughs) you're like are you gonna put cornstarch and chocolate syrup on my crotch yes yes that's my syrup what did i say cornstarch oh (laughs) those are entirely two different things yeah one's like a powder yep you're cooking dinner. I just hope you know that. Um, Have a lamb. Lamb. Are you gonna say it all sexy? Quit deep throating your beer bottle. Why are you being so fucking awkward? I don't know. You've had two. You've had a beer. I know. A beer and a half. I know. I'm not making excuses for myself. I'm Get coming out of together. my depression. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I finally watched The Ring. Everybody. That, that's probably where we should have started. That was probably a more substantive topic. For not a two star, obviously. It's the ring. Uh, but... It depends on who you're asking in this conversation. Oh, you didn't like it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, make you your like point. It? Make your point. No, make I was gonna say, Brett and I like. Uh, I finally convinced him to watch it because he said he wasn't gonna watch it until he saw the original version first, yeah. and it was on Netflix. So I was like, Oh God, we gotta watch it. Somehow, for 18 years, never the ring has never found me. I've never seen the DVD in a store. None of my friends have ever asked me if I wanted to watch it. It had never been on Netflix, as far as I knew. So this is the first time, organically, that I've had the opportunity to watch The Ring. And did we not, watched it. Did you not like it? After 18 years of people telling me it was their favorite horror film? No. <laughs> well, okay, I never said it was the best, like... No, but like it came out when what 2002 something like that, yeah, because yeah, it was 18 years. I remember that being a point like if that movie was born, it could vote now, and I, <laughs> like that's how long I've slept on it. It's like I was in the sixth grade when The Ring came out. I didn't see it in the theaters because my mom was taking me to watch the Saul movies, she was not taking me to see The Ring. 
it's a hilarious joke about how terrible of a mother I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you said that. I love you, Mom. And without you, I would be nothing. Um, But... Yeah, it, it 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 never found me. So I've just grown up around everybody. Like that was their movie. Like that was their pet cemetery. Like if you will, or like mm-hmm. that movie scared the shit out of me so bad. I'll never watch another horror movie again. And then I watched it, and it just it didn't age well. See, I would disagree. It didn't. As a scary movie, it didn't scare me, and even whenever I, I saw maybe it, it just created all the tropes I've seen in the past eighteen years. Like that's all possibilities. It's like if I went back and watched the original Paranormal Activity after all the dumbass supernatural movies that I've seen since. To be fair, that movie came first, though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like if I were to go back and watch that now, I'd be like, well, I can call that because they stole everything from this. I feel like it did kind of kickstart the creepy Asian children. Yeah. Us just remaking Korean horror (laughs) films for next to no reason. Japanese horror films. And And like, I think for me, I, even when I watched it at the time, didn't necessarily think it was a scary movie. And I don't think that's really the point of it. I think it's just kind of a tense movie. Like, it's a suspenseful movie. I liked, like, I didn't know that she was an investigative journalist. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought the focus was more on the kid just because I saw, you know, Scary Movie mm-hmm. uh, 2 or whatever one they make fun of the ring in with um, one of the bimbo chicks from back then. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that it was from the perspective of the parent. I didn't realize that they were investigating stuff. But... Like I, I, you thought I, it was all just the ghost child. Yeah, and so like that's what I walked in there for, and I was like, oh, this is going to be semi-retarded. And it wasn't. And Sorry about using the word. I, I, Insensitive. I had a few. Insensitive. <laughs> no, I think that's what I like about it. Like, It's good. I haven't seen it since it, I was... I like the, the part where she picked the fly out of the screen. Like I, I, there were some awesome fucking jumps in there where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's meta as fuck. Like I thought that the girl climbing out of the TV was gonna happen forty five minutes well, see, before that's it where I was, should have. That's where I was. Well, no, like that's where I was going with that. Like I haven't seen it probably since around the time it came out. To be honest, I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah, like maybe oh two oh four. Yeah. Um. And I think I expected, because I have seen it before, for it to have not aged well and to have like, gone back and watched it and been like, oh, it's not shot that well. It's a little cheesy. Oh, it's beautifully shot. Yeah. and like I'm the, not saying that. No, I know you're not. I'm t- giving my opinion. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> um, but you're it, not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> I will quarantine you back into the bedroom again. You're going to get your ass back in that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I will later, actually. Um, but no, like I, I forgot that it was, I mean, it's a little heavy handed on the color correction towards blue. Like it's a very, very blue film, but it's not so much so that I'm like, I don't appreciate it. Like it's, I forgot how pretty it's kind of like the the matrix. Like a lot of those early 2000 films had like that green blue, you know, like you got like the phone booth and the matrix and they're they're all like these dreary city scenes. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, I will admit, it's a movie that's a bit of a slow build to... A bit. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. But... It should have been an hour and 25 minutes long. But, like, the thing that I appreciate about... Appreciate? Appreciate about it is that it's... 
like this slow build because it is mostly about her character of her thinking she's saving this poor abused child to finding yeah. out she was legitimately just an evil girl and so by the time you hit the point where she's crawling out of the TV like it doesn't seem as cheesy as it mm-hmm. does in a lot of movies where you see the bad guy early on and then you see him too often and then you're like oh god that makeup looks yeah. like shit or like you those sympathize look like shit. with the the little girl yeah like you've built her up this whole time as like being this poor, traumatized child, even though she's a little creepy, and then at the end it's like, oh, fuck, she really is evil. Yeah, she really is fucking <laughs> out of her goddamn mind. I loved her little attic nook in the mm. barn. I loved the uh, death of the father. It was my favorite part of the entire fucking movie, where that dude electrocutes the shit out of himself. The horse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes hard in the paint. I loved the fly being taken off the television set. I loved so much of it, but... It went on and on and on. And I was just like, I get it. I get it. Get to the point where she comes. It's not that much of a mystery. Get out of the television set. (laughs) I like, too, that they show throughout the whole film. Let me guess. Is it going to make this dumb face? (laughs) (laughs) I like, too. Why do do they do that? Why do they do that? Why do they make the face? Why do they make the face? Did they ever explain? Who's ever been that scared? People have died of fright. Their heads don't turn black. Impossible. I'm gonna just unplug and let you just do this podcast by yourself. I'm gonna get a refill. No, quarantining you. You are not allowed. No, but I like too that they show throughout the film, um, like in real time, little images alluding to the actual film itself. So like. She keeps having them these moments where she's like, "Oh my god!" Like the shit's like going down all around me, and then yeah. you get like a flash from the mil- like film that she watched. So I kind of like that they actually incorporated the Ring movie. Mm-hmm. No, I like that because it gave it the, film. the yeah, it gave it the fel- the feel of uh, like an art film, which is what the guy jokes about, you know, at the beginning of the movie, where he's like, "Oh, it's just another dumb art film," mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. But it gave the whole movie that feel. So you felt like the same experience as if you would watch the original. It was meta in that level. I liked that. But after 18 years of hearing it's the greatest movie ever You're made. A terrible film critic and you can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think of you. No, you're not good at your job. You admitted to me earlier that I've watched more films than you. So, so. go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's not on record. You can't prove that. <laughs> You're like a clockwork orange. No. I just said I hadn't seen it. I didn't say I didn't want to see it. You've never seen a clockwork orange? No, I haven't. I don't think so anyway. We're watching that. I've got that DVD. It, uh, yeah. There's no way that I can be with somebody. Okay. Who's I will watch a clockwork orange, orange, but you have to watch Stay with me. We have to track down Stay because okay. I thought I owned it and I don't. I'm down because a clockwork orange is a legitimate good movie. <coughs> I didn't say it wasn't. I didn't watch that in film school, okay? Yeah, well, you should have. Uh, Which leads us to our uh, remaining topics. Um, First one is going to be the basic bitch connoisseurs of literature and film. Signs that you are talking to a basic bitch in your film (laughs) career and or your writing career. These are films. Kristen uh, brought up the topic. I'll let her introduce it. Yeah, um... Yeah, um... I'm, you're being a douche I, I today. I know, because it's funny. And you I'm keep, gonna you, you keep doing throw like this, this at you. anxious thing. <laughs> you're being a douche. Um, yeah, no, so part of my film program when I was in film school was 
I can't remember what the class was called, but it was basically um, a class where we had to watch specific films throughout the yeah. semester and then kind of do reviews on them and take little like tests on them. And the point was to like, I guess, kind of develop a a critic's perspective of mm-hmm. films and kind of appreciate um, different elements yeah. of films throughout history. The more you read, the better you write. The more films you watch, the better filmmaker yeah. you're and, um you know, a lot of these movies are on the list for a reason. They were very impactful for the time that they came mm-hmm. out. But it's one of those things where, like, when you reference... The Ring. No. <laughs> See, you interrupt me and you missed the point entirely. No, I didn't. No. I proved your point. You reference, like, old works, uh, old literary works that people always, like, praise as them being these incredible authors. And then it's like, but we're ignoring the incredible authors of the past decade or whatever, you know, instead just because that person from the 1800s wrote whatever. And I feel like in film school, like people kind of tend to have that attitude where it's like, Oh my God, this amazing film that came out like way back in the thirties, you know, and And they're proud about it. And they think that they're the only people that have seen it. (laughs) Yeah. And they they think they're so like artsy and it's like, everybody knows about that movie. It's a basic bitch thing. yeah, Yeah. And like, I don't, there's so many incredible modern films. So like whenever we would watch these older movies, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like it was good for the time for what they were working yeah. with, but like when you fell in love with Birth of a Nation, I you have got to stop <laughs> saying that. That is not true. I'm gonna take your career. <laughs> you're dead in the water, love. You're the worst. Well, I wait, wait, half wait. the company, so you're tanking your own career. I as well. read Mein Kampf in high school. Ah, I had to watch Birth of a Nation for school. It does not mean that I liked that movie. I did not have to read Mein Kampf for school. Oh, God. I did it for my love of the white race. No, no, no. Oh, you are, I can't with you. I'm trading you in for a but we were talking less about, unruly version yeah, of you. And the same thing would happen in the English department where you would have these people walking around with like a Great Gatsby purse. And it's like, oh. Have you read F. Scott Fitzgerald? Like, are you, like, that guy? You know, are you going to have, like, great Gatsby parties and shit? Yeah. I'm so cultured. So we were talking about, you know, what we considered to be the basic bitches of the genres. And I've got five on my end and five on your end. I don't know that these are... Which one do you want to start? We kind of brainstormed these, like last minute before the show so yeah. i don't know that these are my five holy grails by any means these but are just, just five that we thought of that we know that anybody would reference yeah. as the basic bitch we can go back and forth okay you want to start with films or you want to start with books uh i'll go first i guess citizen kane citizen kane um, i've still not seen that one not a red rum no fucking red wagon what does he say <laughs> Very the wagon, line. I can't remember the name of the wagon, but the wagon yeah. is the thing that he's calling back to. It's got a name, though. I can't remember what he calls it. But anyway, uh, and that shows how much I didn't care for this movie. <laughs> it's not that it's a bad movie, per se, but, like, to me, it was a little boring. And, like, I was watching it while doing homework or something else because yeah. I just was so not into it. Well, we talked about on the last episode or the one before that, I have a theory that you shouldn't be reading anything minus like five to ten works before 1970 because you're reading from an alien world that no longer exists. I'm not even necessarily like that's not even necessarily how I feel. It's not like ignore those works. But like when we're in the year 2020, which to be fair, I graduated before this, but 
Like when we're yeah. that far into the culture of films and writing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, we shouldn't only be calling back to those movies. Like we Where did. people were still explaining what a camera was. Yeah, like we, we did. Like we did. It's like, like, they've got the talking pictures. It's like, <laughs> like we did move up to more current films, but it wasn't necessarily like modern day yeah. current films. I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was the only one that we did where I was like, I really like this movie, you know, and I had seen it dozens of times already. And I was excited when we got to that one because I was like, oh, I know this one. Yeah. But I feel like when you stick to just those, you're kind of ignoring everything else. And it's like, let's maybe do one of those and then examine all these other ones. Yeah. Step back in. Let's watch. No, <coughs> let's watch No Country. <laughs> no Country is a good one. I will give you that. It's the greatest film <laughs> ever made. I don't know that I would agree with that, but it is a good but, movie. Did, did you name one better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would say is my favorite. I'd have to really think about that. I don't know. That's a tough one. I really did like the Joker, though. <laughs> the Joker was pretty fucking solid. Um, and we've already covered my first. The Great Gatsby is the <laughs> most basic bitch of all of the basic bitches that happen in the English department when you're like, hey, oh, we're reading The Great Gatsby. I love it. It's 100 years old. You don't love it. You don't love anything that's 100 years old. I think I read that in elementary school, too, yeah. is what... It's is not like... a complicated idea. No. Gatsby... Hyper rich, hyper popular, on the inside, hyper sad, runs over his girlfriend or whatever the fuck happens, no. and then some You're... dude like swims in a pool. End of the story. <laughs> that is not how that goes. <laughs> that is not how that goes at all. Oh god. That is not how it's, that goes. It's pretty close. Pretty pretty close. No. He thinks he's the coolest dude on the planet on the outside. Inside, he's really insecure. Somebody kills his girlfriend. He fucking no. like takes a canoe and goes across a river. No, that's well, not. What part am I fucking up? <laughs> Him and Daisy are driving a car, and he accidentally runs over and kills the girl. the narrator's girlfriend. No, he kills the girl that was having an affair with Daisy's husband. Daisy's husband was cheating, and oh. they kill. They wow. accidentally kill her. And then the husband... We watched 9-11. You know no. how much I give a shit about a hit and run? <laughs> the, I don't. The, hu- <laughs> the husband kills Gatsby because... Gatsby doesn't die? Yeah. Gatsby, Gatsby dies. dies? Yeah. The husband comes and kills Gatsby. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I thought that dies. I thought that it ended with him like taking a canoe back across no, the river. because the narrator... That's right, because the narrator's telling it all in past tense. He's yeah. telling the story of Gatsby. And the narrator... Like, yeah, coming back The now. narrator goes to the funeral and none of the people that came to Gatsby's parties every night show up. Yeah. And Daisy doesn't show up to the funeral either. Like, literally none of the people that supposedly cared about him go to his funeral. You know who writes that story better? Who? Uh, Brett Aston Ellis. <laughs> In American Psycho. American Psycho is the our generation's Great Gatsby. Fight me over it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a businessman. There's another businessman. They both think they're crazy important. One of them gets murdered with an axe. Nobody notices that the two businessmen are not the same businessman. Totally different story. <laughs> <laughs> same premise. It'll sure. make sense to somebody out there. They're going to be like, I get what he's talking about. Somebody who's three beers in. Yeah, three Elysian space dusts. Don't mark me off like I'm drinking Bud Lights over here. I'm drinking the 9% shit and I'm mm. kind of hungover already. So what's your next one, love? Casablanca. Casablanca. And that I've not seen that one either. That wasn't one we did in film school. Um, 
I actually watched that one while I was still working at the hospital in passing because I was bored and there was <laughs> nothing else to do. So I was like, oh, I've never seen that one. <laughs> and uh, But it's one of the ones in school where people were like, I've seen Casablanca. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, you're better than I am as a person. Also not, <laughs> not the most interesting movie. I what? mean, probably incredible for the time, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, like, here's that super macho leading man and yeah. the damsel in distress lady. And I think that's where the line, here's looking at you, kid, comes from. Is and... that a Marlon Brando? No, that's a race car named Desire or Desiree or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something besides street car, street car named Damien. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That's the one for sure. <laughs> it would feature Marlon Brando. <laughs> My second is Of Mice and Men by Steinbeck. We get it. Every time your friend does something special needs, you have to make the joke where he chokes the rabbit to death and you have to shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> that was in... Uh, of Mice and Men. No, there was not that episode in Walking Dead where she shoots the little girl in the back of the head while she's looking at the flowers. Yes, look at the flowers. No, that's the point of Of Mice and Men. It's trying to take care of his... Big dumb brother or whoever the fuck that guy was. And then he accidentally murders a woman and he strangles rabbits because he wants to hug them too hard. And then when the lynch mob runs in, he has to kill his buddy. Sad times. Sad times. But it'll make you look like a basic bitch when you're in the English department. (laughs) Oh, I've read Of Mice and Men. It's like, oh God, are you conflicted? You want (laughs) to tell me about Dostoevsky too, you fuck? Are you better, Brent? Next movie. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what the other ones we were down with. Yeah, you don't have notes on your own film selection. Fight Club. Fight Club. I do like Fight Club, though. But I it, love Fight it Club. A... Polonix, my favorite writer. And that, that's it's why not I... about if we enjoy these works. It's the basic bitch thing to bring them up. Like you're the only person yeah. who's ever. That's heard why I'm of a little torn on some of these because I do actually really like Fight Club, but I do feel like people like watch Fight Club and they're like, yeah, let's start an anarchy yeah. or whatever. Me, 17 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I need to almost shoot a gas station attendant to feel alive. But they don't even realize like that a- the book's main metaphor is it's homosexuality. <laughs> the writer's gay as shit. <laughs> Politic loves cock. <laughs> there are weird flashes of dicks throughout the movie. There are. <laughs> it's a gay author writing about masculinity and how it's viewed in America. Well, he does kind of address at the end that it's toxic. So, like, yeah. people totally miss that point. They're like, let's overthrow the government. And it's like <laughs> at the end he shoots himself to get rid of that part of himself. Yeah. And then survives in the book and has a meeting with God, who's his therapist. And they left that part out of the movie, which takes away the entire part of the metaphor. <laughs> Where he tries to explain to God that God got it all wrong. <laughs> that all we are is worthless trash and God keeps telling them we're not worthless trash and that it's revealed the therapist is God you know it, he's not dead I did not know that yeah you should read the last chapter or any of it it's awesome I was like why would I skip to because <laughs> it's the one part that's not in there <laughs> Slaughterhouse Five you like that one though. I love it but you like Fight Club, so I thought it appropriate to put on something apropos, if you I will. I don't think I've ever even heard of it until you brought Slaughterhouse it Slaughterhouse-Five, Kurt Vonnegut. Classic. Is that one it's people brilliant. talk about? Yeah, in the English department all day. 
Kurt Vonnegut's like talking about Orwell. I did not put any Orwell on here, but anybody who talks about Orwell in the English department deserves to be thrown out of the window. We've all read 1984. We don't need you to go, ha it's just like how it is today. Go fuck yourself. That's why you wrote it that way, you stupid bastard. <laughs> Salty I'm fighting the basic bitches. <laughs> Your next one, Requiem. Oh yeah, I did. Requiem for a Dream, yeah. the movie that I refuse to ever watch again. I it's don't so good. It. No, we have to watch it because I don't remember it. I like saw it, it like back when it came out. And... I made a promise to never watch that. Well, then ever. I'll watch it by myself. No, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll break my promise to myself for you, my love, because I love you. <laughs> but it'll hurt my soul to watch it again. We'll it's like watch a Mar- depression. It's like, yeah, it's like watching Marley and me. Like you don't want to do oh, that. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't watch Marley and me ever again. <laughs> you don't want to watch that dude lose his arm for a second time. Horace <laughs> dog. But anyway, people bringing up Requiem. They do. We're flaring out fast because Kristen doesn't have anything. That, my, my next two notes: anything by Shakespeare or Edgar Allan Poe. If you're I talking about it, and. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're allowed to like The Raven because you didn't have to read it 15 times. But when you walk in, you talk to a freshman in a fucking English department. They're like, oh, I read The Raven. It's like, that's great. I have the complete fucking collection of Edgar Allan Poe. I've read all of it. And The Raven is the worst thing that he ever wrote. I'm going to get never more tattooed on myself. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> that seems a little but, uh, escalated. You didn't read the book right. <laughs> Because I've got the complete collection of Edgar Allan Poe. People would come in, they'd be like, oh, have you ever read The Count of Monte Cristo or The Mask of the Red Death? I have read The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, everybody has. That's why it's a basic bitch move. I read it in elementary school as well. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And anybody that is going into it and it's like, are we going to read A Midsummer Night's Dream? Nobody loves you. Go fuck yourself. Somebody needs a hug. I'm having a lot of fun. I came out of my depression nap with some mania. Somebody needs a hug. Yeah. Your next film and the last film, Nosferatu. I've never seen Nosferatu. Me that either. is actually I've one. I've not seen any of the films on your list outside of Fight Club and Requiem. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You not said seen that Citizen Kane or Casablanca. Ah. Uh... <laughs> That that is one people like heavily call back to a lot or did in like whenever I was in school anyway. That is one I am very curious about though, just because I think the concept of it is kind of interesting. Like I, I that was definitely during a time where you didn't have a lot to work with. Um, they needed a vampire. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah technology wise, but they they literally painted shadows on the set and like everything's like all crooked and stuff to kind of like amp the eeriness when there mm-hmm. wasn't really like special effects and stuff back then so i am um, i might hate it but that is one i would like to see just to see how people like kind of approach yeah. that when they did how have... they got around things back mm-hmm. then kind of like wizard of oz you know it's like oh stand in front of that painting and you know give me your soliloquy about the yellow brick road <laughs> <laughs> i have the book for the wizard of oz am i a basic bitch <laughs> i've referenced it twice on this podcast you know Man behind the curtain was earlier. <laughs> so you're a basic bitch. You keep bringing it up. But Kristen is the most basic of bitches because what is your favorite poem there, Kristen? It's not Pennington? my favorite. I didn't, <laughs> say that. I didn't say it was my favorite. I do really enjoy Robert Frost, uh, The Road Not Traveled. The Road Not Taken. Whatever. 
doesn't even know the title of her favorite. <laughs> I didn't say it was my favorite. <laughs> so you can eat a dick. Once uh, again. But I learned today on Wikipedia that uh, Robert Frost killed his friend with that poem. So that's a pretty solid move. <laughs> he wrote that poem, sent the rough draft to his friend. His friend read that, joined the army because of that poem, because he wanted to take the road less taken in World War One. which I think maybe being an infantry soldier in World War One during World War One was the road most taken. <laughs> and uh, his friend was shot in the fucking head like two years later. <laughs> so Robert Frost killed his friend with a poem. So if I write you something inspirational, I can convince you to... Join the army yeah. and get shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Maybe ten not, years ago. you're not a basic Ten bitch. years ago a Toby Keith song. <laughs> so it's possible. <laughs> American soldier on the cocksucker. Look at Oh. oh, propaganda. <laughs> All right. Well, that was another edition of the Mistakes Were Made podcast. <laughs> so many mistakes. We'll see you on Tuesday where we're going to do a review of House of the Witch, which I'm going to watch hammered full with lamb. Yeah. So I've never eaten lamb by itself. I've never, I don't think I've ever had lamb at all. So hopefully I don't butcher this. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But that is House of the Witch. It's available on Netflix, and we'll be reviewing that one for you on Tuesday. But until then, you can go watch the new homework assignment, which is over at... YouTube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Don't fall apart on me now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my my headphones cut off, so that threw me off. You sounded like I was underwater. I was like, why are you so far away? And then we've got the Twitter account. At Nightmare Box Pro. But we're hoping to be a lot more productive by the time you guys hear this. So go check it out or send us messages and remind us. Tweets are weird. That's probably Brett's fault. Yeah. Tweet twat. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to catch us over on Instagram, you can do so at. At Nightmare Box Productions. Or over on Facebook at. Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. And I want you guys to go over to YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Go check out everything that she's been working on. Go check out our movie, The Dolls at. That's. YouTube. On our website. Oh, uh, blog, <laughs> Where it's up in the top right-hand corner. Or if you want to buy my book, that's available on Amazon, eBay, whatever. Brett Bloom, that's my name. Barnes and the, Noble. The Madman Diaries, a collection. Um, or you can find a way to send me $10, which I don't know how to just send it to me in the mail. And my address <laughs> at... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can hit us up. Shoot me an email, email and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll talk it through until we can get this situation sorted out. But Madman Diaries. At Gmail. Nightmareboxproductions at gmail.com. But yeah, Madman Diaries, go buy that shit. We uh, took some sick days and everybody's dying of coronavirus. Don't buy those other books, though. That Brett's an imposter. Yeah, yeah, just the Madman Diaries. I did not take pictures of street signs. (laughs) And we are not five people talking about how we love black people on a podcast. Also called Mistakes (laughs) So I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Yeah, bastards! I don't know what I'm going to do with you.